This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Breaky pitch out to a left. Going back on it is gone. A big Walk-off style. Hooking away from Trout. He dives and he got it. Trout giving chase toward the corner. Blakes up and he's got it. Towards center. Chasing Trout back. Onto the track he goes. Leaps up and he got it. MVPs doing MVP things tonight. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Did I hear a triple crack of the bat? Every day. Starting in a couple days. Get to hear baseball highlights. Going to be wonderful. Oh, I can't wait, man. And it's not just picking the winner, picking uh, the total. Like, we're going to be breaking down the strikeout props, the right. run props, hits. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to no, be awesome. Just, yeah. the, the futures market, you got to pay close attention every single day. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily on the Bet, airing live weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, Chicago's new home for wagertainment, and 93.1 FM HD3 in the Los Angeles area, and on Twitter, at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. You ready for MVP talk? You ready? Yeah, I am, man. I am. And, um, you know, with, with futures, it's always interesting because I don't want to tie up all my money, obviously in MVP futures and Cy Young futures. So I usually try to value on maybe like try to find value on maybe like one or two guys this year. I'm struggling a little bit because I feel like in both the AL and NL it's wide open. It's wide open. And like, that's why I want to talk with that to, to Sean about that is because like, like in the NBA, for example, like when we break down our MVP talk and we talk Jokic and LeBron, it's like, well, okay, if Jokic, if the, if the Nuggets finishes the fourth or fifth seed in the West, are they going to give the MVP award to a guy that was on the fourth best team in the Western conference? Or is it going to go to LeBron? If the Lakers are the number one seed, Giannis, if the Bucks are the number one overall seed in the East again, all right, let's talk, baseball. let's talk through it. Let's yeah, talk through it. It's different, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of different ways to attack this. So let's look at what happened last year. Jose Abreu, your AL MVP, truncated season, had a 2.6 F4, a 3.1 baseball reference war. Yeah. Abreu was 100 to 1 before the season started. Freddie Freeman, your National League MVP, also some value on the board with Freeman, which is surprising because he already had the name value. He established himself as a star player going into the year, and you could find Freeman at 30 to 1. He is a 3.3 F4, 3.2 B war. 
Uh, AL MVP before that, Trout Betts. I had that one at 25 to 1. Um, Altuve, Trout again. I think earlier I said Trout has a one in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. 2019, he won. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you forget about it. Uh, in the NL recent seasons, before Freeman, it was Bellinger, Yelich, Stanton, and Chris Bryant. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. So let's first say that don't get stuck in this mindset that you have to get your MVP and or Cy Young bets in today or tomorrow. Right. Like there might be guys that have rough Aprils and they're going to fall down the board a little bit. Like who knows if Aaron judge has a bad start, maybe the Yankees aren't winning games and maybe he moves down to the 20 to one range. And then all of a sudden there's value on Aaron judge with so much baseball left in the season. You don't have, have to have whether it's on the stack categories, Cy Young, whatever wins. I don't care. You don't have to have all these bets in by the time the games start tomorrow. And I struggle with that myself, too, because you get so excited about opening day. You want to get all these bets down. But don't don't bet all your futures bankroll right now that like you can still develop a bit of a portfolio in season. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're right there. And especially you wonder. I just feel like there's so many question marks and so much uncertainty just for the first month of the season. If guys do get off the slow starts, are guys going to start pressing? Because we saw that last year, but it was a completely different situation where it wasn't a 162-game season and guys were adjusting to not be able to – well, no fans in the ballpark, which maybe that doesn't make the biggest deal, but not being able to go back and watch your swings after your at-bats, not being able to go into the clubhouse and check the iPad. I think that that affected right. some guys. I want to see what the start of this season is going to look like. Because most of the guys that struggled last year, like I brought up Christian Yelich, maybe you could find value uh, for him. But this is a guy that could have been the NL MVP two of the last four years. And he's been off to a really fast start this spring. He's hitting the crap out of the ball. So that's the thing that I want to look at. And that's a good point that you make right there. You don't need to get all these futures in today because I do kind of want to monitor the starts to the season that some of these guys have. Are some guys going to struggle out of the gate? Yeah, and that can go with divisions too. Teams that really struggle out of the gate, maybe they were a favorite to win, and then you can find some value because they're back a few games early on. Uh, yeah. So you led us to the Yelich conversation. So let's start with the National League MVP side of things. Freeman, your defending champ. Um, yeah. I, I trust Michael Beller's opinion we have on the show on a regular basis from The Athletic. I always talk MLB futures with him, and, and I respect him a ton, and sometimes we disagree agree and other times we disagree both of us were heavy on the nationals when they won the title uh so we were very happy that year uh he thinks freeman's gonna repeat i just can't go there i i don't just handicapping voters is a part of this i have a hard time believing that the voters are going to get together and of all the great players in the national league just on the dodgers roster alone that they're going to say yeah let's give it to freeman again right Right. And that's why, like, if I had to make a play today, well, okay. So if I'm looking at MVP, I'm looking at OPS, obviously batting average. I'm looking at home run ranking. You just so got to look at war. I mean, really, that's what it looks that's like. That's exactly what you got to look at. But OPS as well, man. Like, in fact, like every MVP winner, I believe since 2001, except for Ichiro, has had an OPS of greater than 850. So I think that kind of narrows down the list a little bit. And only two pitchers have won it in, what, the last 17 years? Because I wanted to make the case a couple of years back for DeGrom. Like, if DeGrom just has a ridiculous no. season where he's going to be the Cy Young, his ERA is under two, and especially this year, like, he's going to be able to pitch with the lead for the first time in forever, and the Mets, maybe you're actually going to give him some run production. But still, you can't make the case for a pitcher. 
No. I can get Mookie Betts in the National League. I know the value is maybe not the greatest. Maybe you get plus 750. Maybe you get 7-1. to one, But, like, Frank Robinson's the only player to win in both the AL and NL, and NL uh, major or MVP awards, obviously. You're coming off a season where I don't put an asterisk next to it, but maybe some do for the Dodgers. I feel like the Dodgers are just going to be hot out of the gate. I mean, you look at the pitching staff, they're going to score a bunch of runs. And I think Mookie Betts is going to have a big year. Again, like, you could look at that lineup, and that's the problem is I look at our teammates going to steal this award away from other teammates. Like we keep talking about trout. We keep talking about Otani. Is anybody See, Seeger, about Seeger might take it at 14, 15 to one. And that's been a really hot pick for people. But like, that's what yep. I'm saying. About the angels is it's, it's hard for me. I would love to play trout. I mean, yeah, obviously it's two to one. So, so you're not getting great value right there, but I'm very high on the angels. But the problem is like, what if Otani steals away some? Of All right. Stuff? So what's your NL pick? Rendon steals away some of those votes. I would go today, if I'm making a pick, Mookie Betts. I think he'll be the first player since Frank Robinson, AL and NL MVP. Okay, top of the board in the National League, Betts and Soto are your co-favorites at plus 750. Bellinger and Acuna at plus 850. Tatis plus 900. Those are the top five on the board. And like I mentioned with the war, you really have to have that upside. Like I hear people make cases for guys that are really good players. They're all-stars, but do they have that, like say F war of seven, eight upside? Do they have that in them? Can they have the, the 10 F war year that we saw from bats a couple of years ago in 2018 with the Boston Red Sox? Can you reach that level of play? Are you good or are you just, you separate yourself? from everyone else like that's the big question last right. three years in the national league i mentioned the winners bellinger yelich and Stanton. you know what they all were they all had a seven f4 all of them so that's that's really where we have to focus and i understand why acuna has been a hot name if odds didn't matter for that you're just telling me joe make your prediction yeah. odds don't matter i'd probably pick acuna i probably would but i understand i understand a lot right now why the hot name is Seeger. According to everyone that has witnessed him in spring and what he's been doing, and sounds like he's finally 100% healthy. Like, this is the guy they've been expecting. Like, he might be the best player on the roster this year. And, and I've been a guy that has wasted money in the past betting on Seager to win the MVP, but I think it might be his time this season. If we're going down the board, and by the way, I reserve I reserve the right tomorrow to say like okay something really appealed to me by the way and I'm adding just so okay. you know I I found this big number at one place um, are there any bigger numbers that's the big change I noticed this year with the MVP and Cy Young odds it's hard to find guys you love in the 40s and 50s oh it really is Joe and like going down the list like real quick I want to hit on though Cunha I I know why he's a hot name as well because if I'm talking OPS he's coming off a career high 987 OPS. He's only 23 years old. And I'm also looking at like, I'm looking at guys if they're better defensively, like, cause I want to play Juan Soto, but that's such a popular pick that if anything, I'd probably make the case for Acuna over him because he is better defensively. As far as value, like the best value pick, like that I could realistically bet on because everybody loves Jose Ramirez. Um, what about as crazy as this sounds? Cause everybody loves Tatis, obviously. And the Padres are going to be, we expect them to be very good to compete with the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers obviously, uh, you know, win the division. What about why is nobody talking about Manny Machado maybe getting some value if you could get like 26 to one right there? He finished third in MVP voting. Was that last year or was that two years ago? What about Machado? Some decent value right there. 
because he's now viewed as the second best player on his team. It's like a Rendon situation with the Angels, right? I'm not saying Tatis is trout, but it's tougher when you are widely considered the second or third best player in your team. And maybe that goes against the Seager argument, but we just might see the Seager that we've been waiting on. I, I think I understand why you're there, but it, just the, the narrative, the hype by the media, which will be voting on this award, isn't it? Right. A, it seemed like it's mostly about Tatis now. Well, that that's the thing. That, that's the yeah. thing is it's all about Tatis. And then like another value pick that I was looking and I was shopping around because I've seen, I've seen different numbers everywhere, but it's also kind of becoming a popular pick. If I'm looking in the American league, you talked about the A's earlier. What about Matt Chapman? I mean, I've seen this 12 to one. I've seen this 18 to one in the MVP market. Sure. Um, you know, I think Matt Chapman right there, 14 to one. I think he gets some value right there. Uh, you know, you look what he's done really the last two years. He's finished sixth and seventh in MVP voting his first two full seasons. He's won consecutive gold gloves in the AL and he leads the league in defensive runs saved in both seasons. So, again, like if I'm looking at guys that are solid defensively and hit at least 260, which I think he'll do, he'll probably hit sure. close to 40 homers, anywhere from 31 to 36. I've seen him projected. And again, he's good defensively. I think that's good enough for a top five thing. So I think there's good value maybe with Matt Chapman. All right, we're going to take a closer look at the American League MVP and then also go over the Cy Young Award for both leagues. It's Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvath. This is BetQL Daily. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's 0-1 to Soto. He saw a fastball and look at it go. See you later. Ronald Acuna leads off and unloads. Baez brings it. And a high flat ball into left center field. Back at the wall and is gone. Brandon Lau has put the Rays on top. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Getting you set for opening day coming up tomorrow. Thanks for checking out BetQL Daily and following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Over at PointsBet, you can double your money if you're in Illinois when the White Sox score one run. That's all you need. Just need one run, one run opening day game to West Coast game against the LA Angels, Dylan Bundy. It's now plus 100, max bet of $20. So make sure you get that in if you're in Illinois. It's almost free money. Almost. Uh, we are here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the BetQL network, all part of Odyssey. Uh, let's talk about the AL MVP Horvat. So Toronto's the hot team. They're the team that people are talking about. I, I don't have any bets on Toronto. But if Toronto's really going to be good, they're going to be in the playoff picture, right? I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but if they're going to be up there, do they have a player that can contend 
for the MVP award. Of course, Mike Trout is your favorite at two to one. Then we have the drop off to Bregman, second, Judge, third, Jose Ramirez, fourth. Some argue that he should have been the MVP last year. Matt Chapman, fifth at 14 to one. But do the Blue Jays have a player? I'm sure one of the reasons that people are hot on Toronto is if we look at the Fangraphs projections, or no, these are Zips, uh, Zips projections, they have three players in the top 13 in war. Three. I think that's surprising to a lot of people. Marcus Simeon mm-hmm. uh, coming over from Oakland, Bo Bichette, and George Springer, all top 13 in the American League. Yeah, yeah. So does the Springer injury, does that concern you? I mean, he's, they're saying he's yeah. probably going to miss opening day. Now, does that injury concern you? Because the Blue Jays, obviously a hot team uh, as far as the futures market. And then I was even looking maybe at an MVP future for Springer. What's going on with them, man? Robbie Ray, too. Like people were talking about him and how he was looking. And then he goes down to an injury. He goes down. Yeah. And you think like an oblique injury, you know, it's probably going to be a couple weeks. He should be good to go, especially like week two you know, really after opening day, like I didn't expect him to miss opening day. Now they're saying that he's potentially not going to be playing in this game. So that's kind of has me pumping the brakes a little bit on Toronto and a little bit on Springer as far as uh, MVP value. You know, I just think there's a lot of question marks really just with that team and in that division. I understand the excitement, but I'm just not there with Toronto. They may be in the postseason, but I'm just, I'm not saying that I'm buying any Toronto futures. Are you? No, not not right now, man. I'm like yeah. in the American League. It's so chalky, but I'm just really high on the Yankees. That was the only well, that was the first uh, World Series future that I did play. I'm really high on the Yanks just because I mean they're going to score a bunch of runs, and this year I do trust the pitching. I do, for the most part, trust the bullpen. So for me, that would be the only play really in the American League. I'm going to fade the Blue Jays and stay away from that. Well, what's your uh, AL MVP pick? AL MVP, you know, I'm going to go with Chapman. I think that that's probably going to be the best value pick. Again, I, I would love to play Trout, and and I feel like I mean two to you're one. You're high on you're high on the Angels, but you're picking Chapman to win the MVP. Well, because that's the thing. Let's say that the Angels are just an absolute disaster. I'm already I've already bought into the Angels to make the postseason and an outside shot to win the division. If it ends up just being a disaster, now with Trout, you know what you're going to get though. Every single season, every single season, the OPS, the home runs, he's going to do it all. He's great defensively. But I just feel like, you know, he's won it twice and the Angels haven't made the postseason either year. Let's say they are a disaster. Are they going to give Trout a third MVP? I know that it doesn't really matter if you make the postseason or not. You know, we brought up Stanton. Bonds has won it twice when the Giants didn't make the postseason. But if it's another year where the Angels are a disappointment, you know, because they're everybody. I I don't want to say people are like all high on the Angels. But like if you look at it, they got three guys that could potentially win the win the MVP. You know, everybody thinks Otani is going to be great this year. People are buying into the Angels again. Their bullpen was so damn bad last year, though. Do you think they are? Do you think they are? Or is it just a small group of us? I think it's, I think it's, I I think it's more than usual. I think it gets, they they become the hot team every single year. And like, you can make the case, like same thing with the Phillies. You're like, okay, they got all the talent but they just blow too many leads and you can't yeah. trust the bullpen. I, I think they are so much more talented than a team like the Phillies with the addition of Rendon. We didn't really see it last year. Like that's a game changer. And what Bundy did last season, I think it's legitimate. And they're still bolstering that bullpen. They're making some nice additions. I, right. there, I, I There are reasons 
to buy into the Angels. In the past, it was always Mike Trout's the best player in the world. How is he not making the playoffs? He was not surrounded with the amount of talent that he is right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the rotation, as Dylan says here in the comments, like Dylan Bundy is their opening day starter, which tells you everything that you need to know. If Otani, like, you know, because he was great last year, by the way. Right, exactly. But if Otani ends up be, not being able to pitch and the rotation's a disaster and the bullpen is what it is and they just struggle out of the gate and they finish in third or fourth in that division, do you really think they're going to give Trout another MVP? Because yes. I Really? Why Why not? If he's the best player, yeah. If he stays healthy, yeah. But what if somebody has comparable numbers? I hope, like, what you know what I mean? And oh, well, no. Then that's a different situation. Like, what yeah. if, you know, like, you look at the White Sox. What if the White Sox are as good as expected? They got three or four guys that could win an MVP, but Tim Anderson just puts up ridiculous numbers. I just, nah, he well, and they he's, will. Not, he's not MVP level. Um, My pick where I would go is, man, it's tough. So we're still at a point right now where Astros are crossed off the list, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, there's no way the voters are going to go that way. No uh, way, man. Jose Ramirez, it's a short number. See, the problem is for for bettable numbers that I really buy into, there's not mm -hmm. a lot in the American League that I absolutely love. Like, you could sell me on Olsen. You could sell me on uh, uh, your guy, Matt Chapman, there. But – a AL MVP is it's not something I love. How about uh, how about Whit Merrifield when Kansas City wins the American League Central? I mean, if OPS wasn't so important, I would look at Jorge Soler. He's probably I don't know I don't know what the home run numbers are going to look like this year as well. Like with the ball, if it's not juiced, what if Soler puts up like forty five? Here's yeah, let me throw a name at at you. Um, I and this is a guy I picked last year too, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yohan Makata is not healthy last year, and his number's 30 to 1. He has a better number this year. Aloy Jimenez goes down. Uh, the Sox offense is still going to rake, and maybe Makata is going to be the best player in that lineup. I, I think Makata at 30 is not bad. Not bad. Like, you could make the case, like, legitimately for like three or four guys in that lineup, even with that injury. I mean, I can't, I can't with Abreu. I, obviously, Aloy goes down. No. Like who else? Do you think they're going to give it to a catcher in Grandal? I don't. Well, I, I don't, but I think he's going to have a ridiculous season with all that protection in that lineup. They're just going to score yeah. so many runs, man. Or they're going to be a complete bust. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. No, I like that play right there. Um, it's just, it's so tough in the American League to find value. Yeah. Robert to make this type of leap, like that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. And I, and I do think. As we handicap voters, I I do think that they would rather not give it to another White Sox. Really? Why? Just fatigue uh, after one year? Or no. just because? Yeah, like, okay, win something for real. Let me see you do it. Like Same team, back-to-back -back years, you don't see that a ton. Yeah, no, I really probably wouldn't make the case for anybody. I Jose Ramirez, that's another popular pick. And, like, he had a really, really bad streak last year, or 2019, really. Uh, cold streak to start the season but since then i think his ops will be high enough but again like i just want to know if it's gonna how much it's gonna depend on team success you know like if one of these teams in the american league because everybody's so high on the yankees but if the this is pro honest if i'm being real this is probably a market that maybe i'll jump in in the middle of the year if we have one of these top players that get out of the gate struggling it's not something i'm going to get involved in preseason Right, right, because Trout's going to be the overwhelming favorite for the first, I would say, month of the season. I don't see anything really changing there unless he just gets off right. to 
completely slow start, which I don't see happening. Yeah, I'm with you though. I mean, there's not a whole lot of value right now in the American League that I that I see at least. You could get a big number on Jose Abreu for most of that two month season. So just keep that in mind. Again, you don't have to have all your bets in right away. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. Uh, we are here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the BetQL Audio Network. Make sure you get the Odyssey app. Uh, you can watch and listen to the show live uh, via that. Uh, let's look at the Cy Young Awards. American League, J- Shane Bieber was your winner. He had a 3.2 F4, a 207 FIP, 204 XFIP. Ridiculous numbers. Trevor Bauer, National League side, 2-5 F war, a sub-2 ERA at 173. 173. Darvish uh, was in was in that running all the way up until the very end. But I don't have any issues with them giving the award to Bieber and Bauer. And both of these guys had some nice numbers that you could find last year. I want to say Bieber was in that 12 to 15 to 1 range. And Bauer uh before the shutdown. He was like 40 to 50. Now, when they started back up, it was like he was in that 25 to 30 range. But either way, you could find some value on both Cy Young Award winners last year. Let's start in the National League side. Jacob deGrom is your favorite at plus 400. Then it's Bauer plus 600. Scherzer plus 850. Walker Bueller plus 900. Your Darvish plus 1,000 for the pods. What do you think, Horvat? Yeah, I mean, it's a boring pick, but DeGrom, 4-1, to one, I still think there's really good value right there. I yeah. mean, three pitches, fastball, slider, changeup, hits 100 on his fastball. He's ridiculous. He's had an ERA around two for the last three straight years. Also, man, he's going, like, I think he wants that third Cy Young. I think he does, because that third Cy Young puts him in company with Clemens, Randy Johnson, Greg Maddox, Kershaw, Scherzer, some of the only guys that do it, Pedro Martinez. So I know it's a boring pick. But, I mean, DeGrom, I think he's just going to have a ridiculous season, especially if he does stay healthy. Four-to-one odds are really good right there. I mean, obviously, you can make the case for Trevor Bauer, you Darvish. What's, what scares me off about Darvish is it's that first year in San Diego. You remember the first year in Chicago? Yeah. Really different team, obviously. Walker, well, he was injured, but yeah. Right, and he was injured a little bit as well. Uh, so it's, it's boring, but I like DeGrom. And then, you know, I already made the case for Brandon Woodruff at 25-to-1. I could also make the case for Corbin Burns as well. He was excellent last season. The year before that was kind of a disaster, got moved to the bullpen. But like you said, I mean, you bring up a good point. How is Craig Council going to use that bullpen? Is he going to pitch enough innings? Uh, that's that's the biggest concern because, you know, is he going to approach? I think it's going to take about 200 innings uh, in a 162-game season. And it's really his first season as a full-time starter. He's the number two there. But, again, they kind of bought into him two years ago and he stunk the first month of the season. They moved him to the bullpen last year, bounced back. He had an ERA around two. Um, He struck out 88 batters though, over 59 and two thirds. That's pretty damn impressive. I expect that number to go up. So if you're looking for a value pick Burns and uh, my guy, um, Brandon Woodruff have some good value, but I'd probably bet to ground. Did you only bet Woodruff? You did not bet Burns. Did you? No, I only went with Woodruff. I did not bet Burns, but people continue to make the case continue to bring up the strikeouts. But again, I just wonder, I wonder how short the leash is going to be with Craig council, you, you, you know, and especially because yeah. if you look the Brewers bullpen, like they are stacked, man. And they got guys that could go multiple innings in that bullpen. If somebody does get off to a rough start, some guys that'll make spot starts, a guy like Brent Suter. Uh, they did announce Craig council did last week that Josh Hader is going to go to the traditional closer role. 
Uh, but like the last couple seasons, they've really just used them as a weapon uh, where you don't know if you're going to see him in the sixth inning, the seventh inning, or as the traditional closer. I kind of thought that they were going to go with Devin Williams, who was the National League uh, reliever rookie of the year last year as the closer. They're going to use him more as the setup guy. Plus, he is coming off an injury, but he's going to be ready for opening day. So just with that bullpen, that would be my biggest concern, you know, because you're looking for workhorses. Like if I'm making the case for the American League, I'm looking at Garrett Cole because I know every other start, every start, he's going to go seven, eight innings. I just don't know if you're going to get that with Woodruff. I don't know that you're going to get that with Burns. I look around the National League, you Darvish, especially with the Padres, are they going to be cautious? You know, are they going to be cautious with his innings? Is he going to be on a pitch count? Probably not. But we know DeGrom's not going to be. We know DeGrom's going to go seven, eight innings pretty much every single start. And that's why I still think, even though it's boring and it's four to one, I think there's really good value there still. Yeah. I, I can't fight it. Like, if he stays healthy, he's probably going to win the award. Right. Or Jack Flair so a good value pick. Like he's so could... much better than everybody else. Right. The question is, how many how many starts is he going to miss in the season? Uh, a value play that I did like, and now I'm backing off because we've seen the injuries in the spring. Where would, where do you think I would go? I there was one value that I did like. Hmm. Indiana? I don't know where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nationally. Uh, Sonny Gray. Yeah. Sonny Gray. You could find him 30, 35 to one. Now they're saying he's going to miss the first two starts, but that's when we're talking about injuries in March and going into April. Like, I'm wondering if that's going to be something that's going to linger. But he hits a, a, a lot of the uh, the things you take a look at between F4 and his strikeout rate. Um, if I'm going at the top of the board, I don't think the Phillies ace Nola at 12, 14 to 1 range is a bad option. 